This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. No my Heidi my. Welcome to Cult Chat, the podcast where we talk about control, coercion, and all things cultish. I'm Dr. Caroline Ansley. I'm a medical doctor. As a child, I lived at the notorious Centrepoint community, and now I run a website that advocates for former Centrepoint children. I'm Liz Gregory, and I lead the Gloryvale Leavers Support Trust. I've spent the last decade helping people exit Gloryvale and journeying with them and building new lives. I'm Lindy Jacob. I'm a former member of the Exclusive Brethren, and I'm part of the Olive Leaf Network, an initiative that supports people leaving high-demand religious groups. Come with us as we unpack the cult playbook, talk to leavers and experts of coercive and controlling groups, and call for Kiwis to cult-proof their lives. Join us as we traverse the cultiverse. A warning, this podcast contains references to subjects and discussions which may be difficult for some people to hear. Please take care of yourselves and your whānau when listening. Wow, it's so great to be here today, ladies. I'm so excited that we're embarking on this journey together. It feels like it's taken a bit of time. Um... I think we should introduce ourselves and, and say a little bit about who we are and how we've come to be here. How about we start with you, Lindy? Okay, kia ora, I'm Lindy and I currently enjoy living in Wellington with my husband and two young children and two dogs and chickens. And I was born and raised in Auckland, but I've been enjoying living in Wellington for the last eight or so years. I am a very curious person and I love thinking about people and why they do what they do, why they believe what they believe and the impact that that has on society. So that's a little bit about me. I'm really excited to be here. What about you, Liz? Well, yeah, I love chickens too. (laughs) We've got a few (laughs) and some sheep. Um, I'm Liz Gregory and come from Timaru. And so it's delightful to be here in the studio with you all today. It's been a relationship that's grown a little over time and we'll talk about that later. My husband, Graham, is a huge supporter of the work we do as well. And he um, works at home and I manage the Gloria Leavers Support Trust. And we have a couple of staff and we work from home as well. So very much um, based in a little bit of rural property on the edge of Timaru and just love our life there, very involved with our local church and a lot of Gloraville leavers connecting with us. Kaz, do you have chickens or sheep? <laughs> Sadly, no, that's not a part of my life. Thankfully, actually, I have no desire to have chickens. Um, I actually have uh, two lovely Burmese cats nice. who... Um, uh, the source of great affection in our lives, and we've also just recently become parents of two frogs. <laughs> so that's an interesting journey to be part of. So a little bit about me. Um, I've been living in Otatahi Christchurch for oh, 13 years now. I actually lived here as a teenager as well, so I went to school in Christchurch, which was a very important part of being a Cantabrian, being able to identify the school you came from. Um, I have quite an active lifestyle, uh, as well as being a clinical doctor. I also um, love being in the outdoors, skiing, mountain biking, row gaining, running, 
surfing, paddleboarding. Mm. Wow, impressive. <laughs> anyway, that's a little bit about us. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about why we think that we need to have a podcast. We really believe that there's a gap in the New Zealand airways on this topic and we plan to fill it. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so excited. And I know that our dozens of listeners here are going to be so engaged and want to get a track with us all the way to the end of today's program. Then they're going to tell their friends all about it. So we'll just do a quick shout out here to our Facebook page, Cult Chat. But anyway, uh, the next point is, I think everyone wants to know, how did we get here today? I'm from Timaru. Linda, you're from Wellington. And Cass, you're from Christchurch. And what's going on in this cultiverse network that's brought us together and now we're hitting the airwaves. How did we hear about each other? I, who can remember? I'm struggling to remember. I know that we've um, we've all been in contact with each other off and on for I think at least a couple of years. I think so. I'm I'm wondering if um, I know I watched that amazing documentary on TVNZ about the Centre Point. Yes, that was Heaven and Hell, uh, the Centre Point story. May 2021 it aired on TVNZ. Okay, there you go. May 2021. I think that sparked a curiosity for me about Centrepoint. And I think I went looking for your website and reached out to you, Kaz. Mm. Yeah, D- yeah, yeah I think so, because I think you and I had been in contact earlier. You reached out to me once we started the Glory of Our Levers Trust. I remember taking a phone call and you were mentioning that you'd had some thoughts along that lines yourself, that you'd like to be involved in somehow supporting the ex-exclusive Brethren Network. So I feel like we'd had this conversation and Anka Richter's in there somewhere because mm. she was involved as a journalist on that project. She was doing journalism work on Gloria Vale, so we were connecting. And I remember um, Natalie Malcon, who was involved with that documentary as well, having conversations with both of them about wanting to connect um, mm. with Carolyn and that let's get involved, let's meet each other. And I remember there being a suggestion that we actually all come together, this is probably a year or two ago, and yeah. um, and do a newspaper article together, talk about cold awareness in New Zealand. So it's been individual relationships, hasn't it? And yeah, and finally... And individual projects, like, you know, Liz has been working on the Glory of Our Levers Trust and all the media going on there, and Lindy's been working in her own space trying to build something for the, you know, former uh, Levers of the Exclusive Brethren, and then there's more and more media... Um, particularly, yeah, the, the Centrepoint documentary that Natalie mm. Malkin did did get an, an enormous amount of attention in May 2021. And that's where, you know, it all started to sort of fall together, I think. There's a bit of, a bit of a, um, what's the word, a bit of a wave has come up. Mm. And we've started to join the dots and see the value in us three collaborating together. Yeah, it's really exciting. I think um, social media helps in that way. We can start those chat groups, you start pulling in, developing relationships, it's moved to Zoom calls, meeting each other in person in different locations around New Zealand and then pulling together for a podcast. I think it's really important to show that we're three individuals, uh, both oh, all interested in the cult um, concepts in New Zealand, all recognising that there's a real lack of understanding, a real lack of services, and here we are just pulling our sort of collaborative interest and knowledge and hoping to, yeah, just take it up that next level, take it up another notch, have some other interests. I think one thing that did kick it off quite substantially was in November last year, November 
2022, or October, November, around the Royal Inquiry into mm. abuse and care mm. and religious groups, or the official name, I've forgotten yeah, the official faith-based. name, faith-based groups, mm. were, that Gloryvale was presenting mm. in that case. And so some key figures from Gloryvale were stepping forwards. Mm. And that sort of just sort of launched things a little bit more globally, for me at least. This is not just about... Uh, cults, uh, high demand groups, it's also about children in those groups and the long term effects. At the same time as that coming onto air, um, uh, our mutual colleague and friend Anka Richter's book, mm. uh, Cult Trip, uh, was released in New Zealand in November. So that kind of kick started a bit more mm. of this sort of like, we really need to take this to the next level, above and beyond our individual interests. Um, and to how we can actually strategize, plan, think ahead to what does New, Z- New Zealand need in this space to prevent th- things that were happening to kids in abusive situations, the, 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 the Royal Inquiry and the Abuse and Care mm. um, conversations bring to the fore. Mm. And I think Sarah Steele, in the work mm, she's yes. done on her podcast, Let's Talk About Sects, and the book she's written that came out last year as well. And I think, um, you know, our, the work we've done with the Glory of Our Leavers was sort of woven through that book. Lindy, you'd been interviewed uh, by Sarah as well. Yeah, I think one of the strengths that in Sarah Steele's book and Anker his book was similar, was they were describing that there are these dynamics of coercion and control and the resultant um, yeah, abuses and exploitation that can happen. They, they were pointing out that these dynamics can be found across multiple groups, mm-hmm. that it's not just um, high demand religious groups or yeah, more explicit kind of uh, groups like Gloria Vale, where everybody dresses the same and lives on the same piece of land, but that it's all, they're also found in like multi-level marketing groups and in um, some political groups or some businesses. So they were pointing out that these kind of um, yeah things that are a little bit culty can pop up in multiple levels of society. And there's yeah, it does feel like there's been an increasing awareness across um, or interest shown by ordinary New Zealanders. Mm. Um, it's, it seems like everybody I talk to has either been in some kind of a relationship themselves or a group dynamic themselves or has a friend or a family member and um, who's been impacted by dynamics like coercion and control. And yeah, as, as, as we all shared together, we realised that even though we all had very different experiences um, with different groups across New Zealand, that there was so much overlap um, and so much... Yeah, so much that there, so much to share, and um, yeah, in our experiences with mm. these groups, and to raise awareness together about them. I think there's also power just in the solidarity, just the three of us conversing over a couple of years. It's like a support network, and you need that when you're in the public sphere. Um, mm. You're really putting yourself up as a target, and yet the things we have to say are really important, and you're saying them loudly because you care about people. Ultimately, mm. there's the mm. driver. You want to stop harm. You want to help people journey together. Mm. So I feel like, you know, us three coming together, it's been just a really exciting friendship and, and I'm looking forward to how we can collaborate with others and other experts in the field. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about is I've heard so many stories and uh, I want those stories to have a wider platform. Mm. Um, so many voices who may not have told their stories to anyone before mm. Who who maybe maybe will want to come and tell their stories to us here in a safe place, um, possibly with some anonymity, 
maybe maybe vocally and loudly, um, but that that's something that um, would be great. So, question to you both: Who would find our podcast interesting? Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that it's accessible to any New Zealander. Um, that's how our, our aim is to, um, you know, possibly fill in some educational gaps and maybe appeal to that. To be honest, there's a there's a real there is actually an interest in cults. You know, we we saw that with all the um, the material that was produced by Gloria Vale about Gloria Vale a number of years ago mm. produced a little oh. bit of a Gloria Vale fan club. The glossy and, documentaries, yes, the, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that you know, and and it seems that there's a, oh, anyone starts talking about a, a cult or a Netflix series comes up. Everyone's into it. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of, yeah, there is a, definitely a public interest in this. But riding that wave, I think there also needs to be a greater understanding. So I think any anyone really could listen to this. I wondered, Lindy, um, would your grandma be interested? Is this something that's going to meet her needs? My grandma specifically or like any older person? I think <laughs> they'd find it mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What about, you know, the other end of the spectrum? What about... Um, hey, a 14-year-old teenage girl. Oh, wow, definitely. Not mine. I personally don't have um, any children, but I'm thinking if there's an option between our podcast and like Snapchat and Instagram, then we should definitely be directing them to our podcast. I think we're probably going to stay away from really explicit material um, and that there will be opportunities for people to tell their story. But I think there have been a lot of stories told. I think we need to go up the next level and say, so how can we help people who've come out of groups like this and not just fixate on the terrible exploitation and abuse? And no one wants to downplay that at all. Uh, but I think it's time to go up up the next level. And I like to think of, you know, and we'll probably talk about this um, soon, about looking at cult awareness and education and the impacts of it and accountability. And there, there are other issues that need to now come into the public sphere. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think good for grandmas, good for a 15-year-old. What do you reckon, Kez? I'm wondering if it might even be of interest to academics, to therapists. You know, there's one one thing that I've heard said over and over again is a lack of experience amongst New Zealand uh, health professionals in this domain. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the closest expertise that there might be would be in the area of domestic abuse Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. all about coercive control. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd like to think that professionals like myself, you know, like uh, Liz has already told me in the past that she's been, she's had professionals across New Zealand reach out to her to say, oh, I've got a patient in a cult, what should I do? Mm -hmm. There needs to be somewhere else that people can go, professionals Mm -hmm. who want to do their best by their clients or patients who can learn a little bit more about it in the New Zealand context. So I hope that my colleagues, my peers, um, the people I work with will uh, be a little bit upskilled uh, in an informal way, not in a formal way, mm-hmm. through listening to the to our podcast. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we're called Cult Chat for a reason. We want to have it in a conversational style. We're not proclaiming to be experts in every area of cult psychology, but I think it's important to know that we have connections with experts and those experts are involved and they're working and they're willing to offer their um, knowledge and we should give them a platform to speak as well. So I'm really excited about that. Are there a few other things we want to achieve with this podcast? What's 
why a podcast? I mean, at the end of the day, why didn't we write a book or just start a website or TV series? Why a well, I guess I, I personally find podcasts very accessible. You can um, listen to them quite easily. It doesn't demand too much of you. Um, While you're skiing? Oh, that might be a little dangerous. Feeding my chickens? <laughs> Feeding chickens, definitely. Whizzing down the ski field. Alarm bells ringing there. <laughs> Not safe. Talking about alarm bells, that's brought me back to the concept of what do we want to achieve with the podcast. And I actually like to think of us as being some alarm bell ringers. And I think different groups and different people over time have tried to ring alarm bells, that there are problems in the New Zealand uh, cultural context around coercion and control, and it's misunderstood. And I just constantly um, think of the quote from the judge from the Glorabale employment case last year, and she said, loud alarm bells ought, in my view, to have been ringing from even a cursory read of what we believe and other documents. Now, what we believe is Glorabale's doctrinal statement, and it's out there in the public sphere and government departments had it. And I think you've got individual people running around with alarm bells, but actually I think it's time to collaborate, move it up a gear, up a notch into another sphere and say Glorabale isn't the only group. It gets a lot of your time at the moment, but there are plenty of other groups. A lot of them are based in religious groups, but it's not exclusive to religious groups. These concepts exist in microcosms all around our country. Yeah, well, that leads me to thinking about Glorival is all over the news right now, and in the 1990s, Centrepoint was all over the news, mm-hmm. and... Centrepoint was in everyone's conscience. Mm-hmm. We saw in the 1990s exposure of enormous harm. Uh, a lot of people ended up in jail. Mm-hmm. And then the media's attention and focus on Centrepoint dissipated. Mm-hmm. And 20, 30 years later, well, prior to, prior to last, oh, the last few years when Centrepoint came back into the public eye, but say, say we're talking about... Uh, 2020, 2019, when there was less attention on this topic, it didn't feel like the information, the knowledge had transferred over those 30 years. You know, Gloria Vale came to the public attention. Centrepoint had been at that point 25, 30 mm. years before. But what did we gain? What did we learn? You know, what? how did, how did the knowledge of what happened at Centrepoint back in the 1990s to children, mm. how did that protect Gloria Vale children? That's my question. Yeah. How did three decades go by and it was still possible? So I don't want in 2053 mm-hmm. for another group to expose appalling harms mm-hmm or have another group exposed that has caused appalling harms to children and then go, oh, my God, here we are again, another Gloria Vale, another centre point. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, is the goal, is yeah. to not allow the silence and dissipate of attention, dis- dissipation of attention which occurred between centre point and Gloria mm-hmm. Vale. Keep this conversation in the air so that we as a nation will have... Our conscience will ha- consciousness will have changed. Mm. I think you're talking some really deep issues there. I'm even just looking in the small number of years we've been involved with various government agencies. They seem to have a high staff turnover. 
there's someone there and you're developing a relationship with them and they're beginning to understand the issues and you think there might be some momentum and next thing that person's moved on to another role or management in another area, a new person comes up, they think they can make changes at Gloria Vale in particular and then you realise you're starting from scratch again, they have no understanding of cults, cult impacts, working mm. with cult survivors, everyone needs to retell their story again and it becomes tiring and exhausting and everyone thinks they have a solution and a year down the track they realise they don't and then they move on and someone starts again. Yeah. And we get this repetition of people just telling their stories, making noise, and it goes quiet. And so we've really got to say, come on, guys, there are enough stories out there. We have enough information at our fingertips. It's time to get this embedded into the general Kiwi public so that they can just understand. These are, the, these are what controlling groups, coercive groups look like. This is the harm they cause. These are the difficulties people who have survived those groups you know, come up against. How can I be a loving, compassionate neighbour, a friend and a supporter to someone? And I hope those people as they you know, go about their daily jobs, they might be the people that get jobs in government, government mm. agencies, social services. They're the people. I'm, I'm targeting now the 15, 16, 18-year-olds who in five or ten years from now are going to be the counsellors that are working with the people coming out of the mm. groups. We need to now have the awareness raised. People need to head into education deliberately. Because Gloriva might be now big, but the fallout from Gloriva... There's 10, 20, 30, 40 more years of fallout from Gloria Vale. Yeah, I, I agree um, with what you've both said. And another thing that um, a conversation that I have heard from many people um, as I've engaged in this kind of area in the last few years is um, people asking why there isn't a formal government agency to help keep New Zealand safe mm. from um, group coercive control and why there aren't um, nation why there isn't a nationwide crisis line for people to call. We have crisis lines for um, mm. other areas like domestic abuse or if you want help stopping to stop smoking or things like that. Um, yeah, why isn't there a crisis line for, for people who are trying to leave environments of coercive control that extend beyond mm. um, a, a domestic relationship. So, yeah, I guess in summary, we believe this podcast is really important because um, culty-type groups, coercion, control, these are things that we're seeing in multiple areas across New Zealand, and we believe there does need to be a greater awareness to help keep... Um, to keep New Zealand safe and the New Zealand New Zealanders of the future more safe as well. Mm. I'm wondering why the New Zealand population has not seen the exploitative practices that are present in groups like this and why has the government not intervened? Oh, oh. <laughs> how how many days would you like to give me in front of <laughs> in front of the microphone? <laughs> I have an awful lot to say about that. Um, I think that'll yeah, there'll have to be some specific An episode for that episode maybe maybe later. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's massive and I, I can give some, you know, a little bit of yeah, I can probably add to that conversation. Except to say that is the reality, isn't it? It is the reality. Yeah. Part of what we're speaking into. Definitely, mm. and it really does need to be look at, be looked at. But let's just say it's too hard. Is <laughs> one answer, and siloed approach um, from agencies is another. Fantastic. So, what can our audience expect over the coming months and weeks of our podcast? Oh well, 
I love reading books. And on your Olive Leaf Network, you keep posting every week these book reviews. And I'm like, oh, I haven't read that one. Oh, I haven't read that one. So my, my book pile is growing. And each time I read a book, I let, like highlighters and pens and I fold over all the pages. Some books I've got every second page. And I say to myself, I'm going to do a summary on this. <laughs> so hopefully I'm looking forward to doing some book reviews because mm. to read a book, to process it and then talk about it with someone, it actually um, you know, brings out the main themes encourages others to read books and even if from each book you just come away with like three key sentences quotes that you constantly quote for the rest of your life I think that's a great book all right so we'll be we'll be doing book reviews and uh, Liz will definitely be leading the charge on that one and um, we'll also probably look at some uh, films or documentaries we've watched and and, and make some comments on them um, we're definitely going to try and keep this as topical as possible and pull in where possible we'll we'll, we'll leave our plan at t- sometimes and pull in topical um, episodes say um, if something's happened in the news recently we'll, we'll have an update on that and we also want to interview uh, uh, individuals who've had personal experiences in cults uh, any experts that we um, have contact with and uh, we're not always going to be pulling new people in sometimes it will just be a, a general conversation between the three of us to sort of like kick around some ideas that we have we're going to um, keep it as topical as we can as events unfold in the cultiverse. Mm, wow, 2023, Fantastic. yeah, <laughs> which is a big year for things, you know, in the cultiverse. Oh, it's all so, it's so exciting hearing about all these different things that, um, that we hope to share with our audience. We've got loads and loads of ideas, so many different things that we would love to explore. Um, and as we've thought about it, they seem to come into five um, main areas, main, main categories, that, that we're keen to explore. So, um, yeah, let's talk through those. First of all, obviously, right at the top is the whole area of, of culty awareness, the kinds of recruitment that are used, uh, or what is it like when you are born into a group and you didn't have the choice to join in the first place? What does indoctrination uh, methods look like that are used by culty groups? Um, and, yeah, what are the red flags that uh, the ordinary that ordinary Kiwi Joe or Jane blogs might be able to look out for when uh, there are culty groups operating right in front of their noses. So, yeah, cult awareness will be a big part. Um, One thing I want to talk about really heaps is the impacts on people's mental health, their physical health, their spiritual health, um, which we all know, well, we don't all know maybe, how much uh, cults can really devastate a person's life and the trajectory of their life moving forward. They can rip apart families, destroy people's educational opportunities and therefore their financial opportunities. I'm really Mm. interested in cult recovery. That's part of my journey is supporting, you know, Levers, and so it's about um, looking at what support is needed. How do we access therapists, um, and having a society that understands that? Yeah, yeah, that is really important, and that's um, yeah dear to my heart too. Being a former member of, of a high demand group, so I'm also I'm also really fascinated in the um, in the structures and the systems that enable <laughs> um, coercive groups to grow and to thrive. And um, issues around safeguarding and when, and when structures or certain institutions might actually uh, be, be enabling an abusive type of environment. I'm fascinated by yeah, the wider questions that have got an economic impact, like uh, what do we do when high demand groups or, or cults uh, have, have got charitable status? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that often members of these groups are they're not all bad. There's good mixed in with the bad. They're often a key part of societies, of um, a town's economic mm. landscape, of government. They have um, roles in society. So, yeah, I'm really curious about exploring the intersection of those things as well. Oh, very much so. I think there's a lot to say about systems and structures. Kaz, have you got? Yeah, and I guess the final point, which is very dear to my heart, uh, because I'm 25 plus years down the track from a cult ending, for me, accountability is um, pivotal in my whole uh, conversation around this. Court cases, um, mm. legal uh, justice, um, relational repair, mm. um, uh, acknowledgement of the depths mm. of the harm that have happened, mm. Uh, repair of relationships where that's desirable and uh, appropriate mm-hmm. um, and in some case highlighting where necessary uh, individuals who continue to cause harm mm. um, and who may never change uh, and and I hope um, though I don't know how realistic I am in hoping that there is possible for redress um, and and Usually that's uh, financial, but there's other ways for redress um, after people have been harmed in these kind of places. Yeah, on that note of redress, I've been really appreciating the Royal Commission of Inquiries talk about redress. And, yeah, sometimes people do just think redress, oh, financial, you know, a payout. But, um, yeah, they've been really emphasising in their language that redress is not just a financial payout. It's, it, it's, it's justice. It means setting up. Yeah, systems of accountability and safeguarding mm. so that these types of abuse of individuals, whether they be adults or children, can yeah, can can no longer happen. So that yeah, to build a better New Zealand for mm. for everyone. Yeah, so wow. Can't wait to discuss all of these things. There'll be um yeah, some keywords to throw out there, there'll be, there'll be top, topics around choice, around cognitive dissonance, around human rights, mm. around um, freedoms, uh, freedoms, freedom of religion, freedom of expression and opinions. Um, what does decision making look like in, in groups mm. like this? Um, and we also are very, very interested in what our listeners are, are thinking about and what questions and experiences they have. So at any time, feel free to feel free to contact us with your questions and, and areas that you'd like us to explore. We, we see you as being part of the conversation. We have a Facebook page and we'll be posting on there our episodes and there are opportunities there to ask questions. We do hope there's something in today's episode which might help you cult-proof your life. At the end of the day, um, you know, we have a shared desire between the three of us to increase awareness in New Zealand, but I know that we're all driven by a love of humanity, um, a love for the vulnerable, a desire for um, right living, a desire for um, people progressing on in their journey, healing and restoration. These are all really important concepts, but um, some of those Concepts come after understanding um, harm and after um, you know supporting people on that journey. It's not a it's no simple it's not a simple journey. It's really complex. There are just so many layers. It's just an entanglement of human emotion and will and other people and relationships, and it can get quite complex. So I think we're going to have a lot to say. 
Uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and we hope that over time you'll come to enjoy our conversations and look forward to hearing uh, the next one. Girls, uh, when might our next show be? Oh, well, I've got space in a couple of weeks from now. What do you reckon? Should we go for a fortnightly podcast? I think I could manage that. Could you manage that, Lindy? I could manage that. So what are we going to do in a fortnight's time? Well, we have this great idea that you might you might actually want to hear more about us as individuals. We have actually all individually been interviewed uh, about uh, the work that we do. So we are going to be our own first interviewees. That sounds awesome. We've... Um yeah, we're really enjoying getting to know each other and it will be fantastic to share a bit more about who we are with you, our listeners. Brilliant. Head to our Facebook page, Cult Chat, follow us, like us, share it with your friends and leave us a fantastic review. If anything in today's episode was upsetting for you and you'd like to talk to somebody, free call or text 1737 for support from a trained counsellor. Or visit the resources section on the New Zealand Olive Leaf Network website for a range of resources that might be of interest and use to you. The views, thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the speakers alone and Cult Chat does not necessarily share or endorse them. (laughs) ¶¶